Hello and welcome to the Bankers podcast series, Banking Under Pressure, exploring how the financial services industry is coping with the COVID-19 pandemic. In this series, we're interviewing industry experts from around the world to gather insights and advice on specific challenges, best practices, and innovations that can help banks and their customers manage during these tough times. I'm Joy McKnight, Managing Editor of The Banker, and my guest this week is Kim Fournay, Founder and CEO of Saxo Bank, a Danish investment bank specializing in online trading and investment. Thanks for joining me, Kim. Thank you very much for having me. Great. So my first question is really about trading performance. So how is trading performing during this period of volatility? Well, I think uh, the markets are, are sometimes a little bit like a, a sailboat where volatility is, is the wind. Mm. And uh, I think when the things are happening and, and uh, big money and, and sums of money are changing and we've seen very dramatic moves, both in equities, energy products, uh, uh, fixed income products <clears throat> and, and uh, some currencies and so forth. So volatility has, has gone up. The VIX was, was very, very, very high. And um, hence it comes much more of a trader's market uh, because trading uh, thrives on, on volatility. So I think it's been, uh, it's been a much more active market. But at the same time, <clears throat> liquidity is, is relatively low. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, underlying liquidity is, is a problem. And we've seen a really big market gaps, both in, in oil and limit downs and equities and so forth. Right? So I think high volatility with, with activity, but not really a lot of liquidity in the market. I think it's a way to describe it. Okay. Um, and obviously, it's been a, a very long period of very low volatility. So how are clients navigating the current environment? Well, I think what, what we are seeing is that it becomes more and more obvious to clients that you need to have a, a kind of a macro view and an ability to diversify between asset classes because this is really uh, very much about protecting uh, assets as well as making money. And I think many, many people forgot kind of that, you know, uh, it, it can only go in one direction. Mm-hmm. And I think there are many, many tensions in the market in terms of QE, negative interest rates, uh, a, a, a large amount of debt, uh, and, and many structural things that are a problem. And on top of uh, Corona, and on top of all of this, of course, gives, uh, I mean, closing the world down like this mm-hmm. is unprecedented. We don't really know what the outcome has come uh, be, and again, what is the risk reward? What is the, I mean, there's a lot of uh, very big questions and very important questions to be answered, and and we don't really know the consequences yet, right? So, therefore, I think people need to be able to to move between asset classes, and they need also to be able to protect themselves, you know, and and reduce risk uh, or or maybe even add risk if that's what they want to do. Um, but I think it it, it demands more. <clears throat> uh, uh, common understanding between people who have money to invest. Where in the past, uh, many people kind of left uh, money in the mutual funds or with mm. their banks and so forth. And they said, well, you know, <clears throat> uh, many thought probably they had a medium uh, risk and they may not have seen uh, other than mediocre <laughs> returns in the, in the massive bull market we've been through. Mm. But now some of them may be looking at, at, at the risk pictures and pensions disappearing and so forth, that, that gives them kind of a, a shock, right? And I don't think the world is through this at all. So education is very, very important here. It's really under, uh, understanding the risk in your portfolio and make sure that you understand that that actually suits your risk appetite and your time horizon. Mm-hmm. So what is Saxo Bank doing to help its clients? 
Well, we we have built multi-asset solutions uh, for, for from you know since uh, we started more or less, and I think we are with the uh, most comprehensive uh, bank covering global asset classes in different regions and uh, both on spot and, and derivative basis. So you can really trade on best in any macro cycle of the economy. And I think that's a precondition to navigate that you actually have tools to navigate. Right? Mm. But what we've done in the recent years and what we're really, really focusing a lot on now uh, as well is, is really digitizing the experience using big data, machine learning, AI, to make sure we can have a, a timely, relevant, and engaging uh, digital dialogue with our clients. Uh, because, you know, you, you, you people are different. They have different needs. They have different interests. They have different risk appetites and so forth. And <clears throat> I think the whole service model in the industry is changing massively these years. Because, and I mean, Corona makes it even more difficult for people to have face-to-face. Mm. But it's clear that, that digital ways of engaging with your peer group or, you know, any stakeholder is, is critical. And it, it's been further emphasized by the coronavirus and so forth. So uh, building solutions where really you t- really try to take care of your clients. <clears throat> you give them transparent products, uh, uh, competitive pricing, uh, whether they want to say, you know, uh, what should I do with my money to give them unbiased asset management solutions that, that suits their needs. And on the other hand, for the people who want to do it themselves, <clears throat> they need the best platforms to, to navigate uh, their own uh, financial uh, life, so to speak. Right? So I think uh, education is a big part of that, <clears throat> but, but education <clears throat> needs to be timely and relevant. So it's also about building uh, solutions. If we see certain patterns where people, for example, uh, Manages risk in a less than optimal manner. Mm-hmm. We can we can prompt them with uh, ways of using, for example, trailing stops or uh, diversifying or, or buy protection or whatever. Right. So I mean, it's it, things like that that I think is going to be the future model, mm-hmm. and 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 that's needed because all the banks have, in general, so much cost and complexity. The regulatory burdens are big. Uh, commissions and, and and pricing are coming lower. Uh, the need for digitization also to be compliant, but also to enact <clears throat> uh, relevantly with your clients um, is, is just going up, right? So that's a technology play, but it's also a play where clients are in the center of the universe because it's really about creating win-win between the people who, who need superior access to navigate their own financial future, but at the same time to make sure that you can have uh, product products that can compete in the world, <clears throat> but also uh, can can uh, build a profitable business because the notion of <laughs> giving everything up for free, mm-hmm. um, I don't think many people believe in in the long run. Right? Mm-hmm. So, how would you say that banks should be rethinking their IT strategy in order to survive? Well, I think first of all, I think it all starts with the clients always, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, that means well, what? Who are the clients? You know, why uh, would you matter to them and, and how can you best service them and, and with what? And then I think the corner thing is that, that the way you have to service them is a digital solution. Uh, so you can utilize people to build relationships and, and, you know, develop the business. But really kind of running the business needs to be a digital solution because none of us has any time or we can't pay for each other's time to sit and, and do stuff that, that could be much more efficiently handled with a with a full digital value chain, so to speak, right, and proper engagement. So I think that's going to be very important, but it, it has to start with the clients. And then also understanding, uh, which I think, honestly, is a, 
a new thing because financial institutions in the past have not involved their clients so much in, in their, their, their thinking. Oh. So it's more like uh, going through the doctor in the old days. You, know, you, you just do what the doctor tells you, right? Oh. But now the world is getting more and more complex. People have more and more views on their ways they want to invest, what they believe they want to support in the world, whether they want to invest in sustainable energy or uh, electric cars or you know healthcare, whatever they want to do. But I think people also more, they have more views that they want to support with their values, right? And that okay. has been intransparent in the past uh, because it's been big pension companies and banks and, and you, you didn't really know how or in what you invested and what kind of risk that you basically took on, right? Okay. And I think that's that's going to change big time and, and we would like to <clears throat> drive that train, change uh, as much as we possibly can. Excellent. All right, great. Well, thank you very much for your insights, Kim. And thanks to our audience for listening. Keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Acast, and follow our discussions at thebanker.com slash podcast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.